Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everyone. Sandman here. Firstly, I'd like to thank everyone for subscribing to my channel. I just passed the 4,000 subscriber mark today, and my channel keeps growing strong. My goal is to get 15,000 subscribers by the end of the year, and between 2 and 3 million views at that point. I want to spread the red pill to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of men, all around the world, and keep the MGTOW movement growing. Anyway, a while back, Anthony contacted me and sent a donation because he wants me to put together a video about MGTOW and the feminist threat narrative. This is what he had to say. Hi Sandman, you should do a video on threat narratives and the ongoing threat narrative against men by feminism and how MGTOW is simultaneously pushing back against the threat narrative, but also not a 100% cure for ongoing misandry by political feminists. Thanks for your question, Anthony. I really enjoy it when people send me these types of open-ended questions. I can take it in many different directions if I want. As far as I can see, MGTOWs as well as MRAs are a threat to feminism because they take attention and resources away from women and put them back in the hands of men. That's the basic thing that feminists hate about us. We are bringing attention to the injustice that men face, and in many cases we are proving the injustice is directly linked to women. Not only are we saying that men are getting the short end of the stick, but that in many cases women are the ones hurting us. MGTOW works because it takes us away from women and prevents them from getting the one thing that they are after the most, attention. And feminists are using different types of strategies in an attempt to have the attention put back on them. Where have all the good men gone has to do with shaming wealthy, single, and attractive men that are MGTOWs who in many cases don't even know they're MGTOWs. Once a man becomes aware that there is such a thing as MGTOW, it creates a system of validation for his point of view. And this is what political feminism is trying to stop. They don't want men validating their roles and individuality outside those that are set up for them by the gynocentric society at large. This is what all these women protesting at men's rights rallies are trying to do. They want men to feel ashamed of themselves and to equate shame and low self-esteem with men's rights. Feminism is not about rational arguments. The men's rights movement helps men because it reaches men with rational arguments. But feminists don't want to hear rational arguments. Instead, they want to turn the discussion into something that's emotional and irrational, about rape and women's suffrage. Yesterday, a woman contacted me out of the blue and said that 653,000 women were being raped by men in the United States each and every single year, and that because of that, my YouTube channel was committing crimes against both humanity and women. I'm sure I'm not the only person having trouble following this woman's line of reasoning. So I sent her a message back saying that more men in the United States were raped in prison each year than women were outside of prison, and that if she wants to compare numbers, then men are suffering just as much, if not more, than women. I also asked her how she gets her 600,000 number, and sent her an article written and researched by The Guardian to back up my own argument. 
She responded by saying, Well, that proves it. Men are even more disgusting than I thought. Not only are you guys raping women, but you're also raping each other. Disgusting. I asked her again about her statistics, and she said basically that I did my own research, and I don't want to send it to you. So as far as I'm concerned, she's just talking out of her ass, like Ace Ventura, pet detective. And all I was trying to do was ask her a few questions. All she could do was try to shame me for being a MGTOW man by trying to fire up my emotions, and all I could do was try to insult her irrationality. That's one thing that's not very MGTOW of me. Usually I ban people that spew misandry and hatred towards men on my channel. But in this case, I made an effort to see if she could back herself up with rational facts. But she couldn't. Essentially, it was a complete waste of my time interacting with her. But I was interested in where she got that 600,000 number from, so I decided to humor her. For MGTOW to grow, we have to emulate characters like Lieutenant Data from Star Trek. We have to show no emotional response towards women. Women will just leave us alone if we don't feel anything. That's why they're attacking us and trying to provoke an emotional response before we become apathetic towards them. Apathy is an enemy for radical feminism. If no one cares, then they don't get their government grants, affirmative action programs, and other goodies. Political feminism is about firing up male emotions in a vain attempt to get us to act out our irrationality and lose control so that we prove their points. MGTOW men push against the feminist threat in the best way because we ignore it. We deny females of the very interactions that validate their own existence. Without single straight men to nag and badger, feminists only have gay men and each other to talk to. Ever notice that the majority of the activists fighting against men's rights are women and gay men? For them to continue to maintain power in society, it's important for them to make ordinary straight men believe that there is a pay gap and that women are getting paid less for the same type of work, and that there is a rape culture and that all men are essentially rapists. They have to convince men that there is an evil beast inside each and every single man waiting to come out and rape some helpless woman. They want us to be ashamed of how we feel and who we are so that we will reshape our behavior to suit them and their needs. MGTOW refuses to do that. Most of us are untouchable and stick to our own principles. It's essential for most men to believe this narrative that feminism spews out like a venom from a cobra in order for them to get what they want. MGTOWs understand that it's a load of shit, and we aren't buying it. In fact, we are saying the opposite. We don't care about women, and in many cases we will deny them what they want the most, our labor, love, and loyalty. I keep hearing over and over that you can either love a woman or you can understand them, but you can't do both. MGTOW is a threat to feminism because it promotes the idea that men should go out and try to understand the nature of the female beast. Women don't want men to understand them. They want men to love them so they can be herded together to build houses, work on farms, or pay for dinner at a restaurant. MGTOW men refuse to be led around like sheep by feminist ideology. We are men, not mules. MGTOW's success and failure are linked together. We fail because we don't gather and organize and rally against the feminist narrative. But we succeed because, like peer-to-peer -peer file sharing, we are decentralized and anonymous. Some MGTOWs do fight against feminism by getting active in supporting men's rights, but many do not. But not all of us have to take up arms. During the IRA bombing campaigns against the English, only 1% of IRA members picked up weapons and fought to protect their Catholic faith and culture. I don't agree with their methods. 
but I do respect that the other 99% of members did support work. They prepared meals, provided safe houses, drove people around, etc. And the same thing happened during the resistance movement in France during the Second World War. MGTOWs are providing a passive safe harbor for men, and the MRA is providing a militant resistance front if men want to get involved. The French resistance couldn't defeat the Nazis. It ended up taking the heavy armor of the Americans, English, and Russians to do that. But the resistance was still very valuable. Right now, MGTOW and the MRAs are like a resistance movement, waiting for the heavy artillery. The heavy artillery in this case is the Blue Pill Man. He's still fast asleep, waiting for Pearl Harbor to happen. If a feminist Pearl Harbor attack does happen, then it will mean that the Blue Pill Man may need to rise up and join MGTOW and the MRA, and then he can wipe feminism from the minds of many women. Feminism will experience its own Battle of Waterloo and Battle of Stalingrad. It will be pushed back to where it came from. So where is this feminist Pearl Harbor going to come from? What is this black swan event that will awaken the majority of Blue Pill men? As of right now, I can see it coming from a collapse in our consumer economy and culture. If oil, natural gas, and other cheap energy ends up becoming expensive and scarce, then the choice becomes, do you buy a pair of shoes for your nagging wife, or food for yourself so that you can survive? Poverty and a financial crisis have to happen first before the blue pill man pulls the plug on what his feminist wife wants from him. What good is sex every month if you're too poor and hungry to enjoy it? Things have to get a lot worse before they can get better. As MGTOWs, we have to keep the resistance alive until that point. At some point, our time will come, and it will be our duty to spread our message. Right now, we have a successful resistance to feminism. But if we want to win this thing, and possibly bring about the artificial womb technology, and of course wrestle back power from politically correct feminism, then we need to be patient and recognize that one day our time will come. Thanks again to Anthony for your donation and suggesting this topic. I've got to say that this has been one of my favorite topics to speak about, and I can also see the endgame when it comes to where we are today and where we need to be. There is also more to say about why feminists hate MGTOWs, and I'm adding an article in the description so that you can see it for yourselves. The article's arguments can be summed up by saying that feminists hate MGTOWs because we take away female privilege and refuse to take part in self-sacrifice. I didn't want to rehash the same arguments that I found in that article, so I decided to share some of my own. But this article is still worth reading if you haven't done so already. Thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.